What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to season one of the Reconstruct Podcast. And today we are wrapping up with the season finale. And in this conversation, we talk about going from an anti-authority type of culture to a culture that submits to good authority in the way of Jesus. And we're going out with a swinger. We look forward to talking more in season two. But for today, thank you so much for tuning in. True freedom and human flourishing comes under authority, but the authority that we follow is the the God as described in the scriptures and the God who created the universe rather than any human system. Family, welcome back to the Reconstruct Podcast. Uh, This is the last episode of the season. And it is what it is. But I'm still here with my boys, Keithan and Tom. Say what's good. What's up? What is good? I love that. I love that. <laughs> Way to break out the, you know, contraction. <laughs> uh, anyways, yo, um, last year was wild. Yeah. And That's fair. Our generation, to say the least, right? Um, our generation rose up to the occasion on a lot in last year. When it came to advocating for... Uh, black lives when it came to advocating for just so many different aspects, right? Like yeah. across the board from different political spectrums. Mm-hmm. Like there's young people all over fighting for the unborn and fighting for this and fighting for the immigrants and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um yet what I've what I've noticed is there's still a pretty large resistance to authority. There's yeah. a sentiment of like anti-authority in some ways. Mm. And that that's not just with our generation, but it is pretty prevalent. We are a social media, um, YouTube, just high mass communication type of generation. Right. So you see it more often than what you may have saw, or you become more aware of it more so than what you may have been aware of in, in generations prior. Yeah. Um. So let's just jump off with this question: Like, why do you think there's such a resistance to authority in the first place? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think. Part of a resistance to authority is that largely we haven't seen a version of good authority, I think, in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And even, I mean, any human system is just going to set up like just the best go at trying to manage like the human condition. So without having any kind of like transcendent authority, whether that's like a moral vision or mm-hmm. um, maybe a code of conduct or just like anything yeah. to hold to, what we found is that authority structures then are just trying their best to like manage sin and brokenness. Yeah. And they can't actually give us anything that's worth building on. So mm. on one hand, I really identify with a lot of anti-authoritarian statements, honestly, yeah, yeah. because I think that authority uh, or like a authority functions best when you can trust mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah. And I think that often, whether it's our, our systems or our politicians or our, you know, even down to like our police officers and whatever, mm-hmm. like we have felt often that you can't trust the institutions Mm. that we're told should be trustworthy. That's a problem, right? So we're going to flip this whole narrative into like how to actually sit under good authority and how to flourish there. But I think it's okay to say uh, right off the top that 
often I think that, um, you know, trust is an earned thing. Mm -hmm. And when we've had different systems and structures that haven't done a great job of earning our trust, then you get this mistrust across the board. But, you know, I think we set, we set systems up to fail when we put our whole weight into trusting something that's just built by human hands. Mm. It doesn't have any connection to any kind of transcendence. Yeah. And it seems like, at least for most of us, again, let me just speak for myself. Yeah. Um, like, I have I have very loving parents who love me, right? But I've, like, rebelled against their authority. Mm. And I'm just going, like, why did I do that? Like, what was it about it? And I think in some ways, yeah, there was, like, a lack of, of, of good leadership in some ways. Um, but part of it is just a, like a natural skepticism that yeah. I had. And I'm curious to know, do you think, and, and not to shade, like they led me in a lot of good ways for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not who I am, not to say I'm just awesome leader, but like <laughs> I am the person that I am because of the shaping and the authority right. of those that I sat under. Mm. Um, from my parents to my teachers to those in my, na- like the elders in my neighborhood, I had all these different authority figures. Yeah. Um, and it led to where I am. But mm. I'm curious to know, like, why Why do you think there's... I know you you alluded to it already, yeah. but why do you think there's so much skepticism? Mm. Yeah, dude. Well, I think I would take it all the way back to the beginning. Mm. So right in we're the... We're talking f- Genesis? We're no, talking... <laughs> well, actually, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk Genesis for a second. Yeah, yeah. so... The, the scriptures tell us the, the origin story of human beings, mm. and they are given this close relationship with the divine, with the God who just made them, yeah. this loving, close relationship. And all they're told is like, just trust my definition of good and evil. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. Yeah. But he's not going to force them into that because yeah. he has this like loving, he wants a loving freedom kind of relationship with the, with the people that he's made. Mm. So he gives them a choice. You can either like sit under this really good authority and creativity and beauty that I've made, or you can grab and define for yourself Mm. what is good and evil. And so the, the human beings are deceived into thinking that God wasn't actually a good authority for them. So right baked into the beginning is this like deception and skepticism toward good authority, toward toward any authority, even the best authority. Mm -hmm. And so that's where for me, it's like a, it's a deep in our heart issue that we just see play out in cycles and cycles of distrust all all across society and culture. What our listeners didn't know is that they were about to get Theology 101. (laughs) Here we go. Break it down, professor. Yeah, (laughs) but then, okay, so let's go to the beginning of America. Oh, shoot. Right? Okay, so we're talking (laughs) about... Yeah, History 101 now. We're talking about a group of people. Our nation was founded on rebelling against authority. Mm -hmm. Now, whether it was good authority or bad authority, of being under Britain, I mean, they thought bad authority, right? Mm -hmm. So they almost had this moral obligation to rebel. But regardless, our nation is founded on declaring our independence Mm. from bad authority, Mm. from authority in general. So we have an anti-authority sediment Mm. in the streams and in the the water in which we swim here in America. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind that we are participating in 
like trends that have taken place uh, for generations. And on top of that, I think that this does go in a wave based on what's happening in the world and culture around you. Like in the 60s, we had this like rising moment of anti-authority. You have the hippies, you have people that are burning their draft cards from Vietnam and like this cultural, you have the the civil rights movement, people Mm. being like bad authority. We're going to rebel against it. And there's like waves and God can do movements of renewal through throwing off bad authority for sure. Mm. But I think what we found ourselves in is a moment where we are so hyper terrified of any kind of structure or yeah. authority, whether that's uh, you know a, a religious book or whether that's a an institution or a government mm. or whatever, we're yeah. so skeptical that it's left everyone in like tearing everything apart and really not giving any energy to building a better system mm-hmm. with the pieces that we have. Do you feel that way? Absolutely, absolutely. I so you have you have anti-authority type of sentiments. And then on the flip side, you have like a worship of authority Hmm. where I've seen people like wield Romans 13 so much as if like they worship government, worship uh, uh, institutions. Like Hmm. you need to submit to your governing authorities. And I'm like, sure, man, but like you're making it seem like they're ultimate. Right. Who put those authorities in place if they're there? Or at least appointed them or mm-hmm. allowed them, right? Yeah. Um, have you seen or can you identify any sentiments of like worship of authority? It's like the it's like oh, yeah. I don't want to say anti-authority is like an absolute extreme. Yeah. It can be, yeah, but I don't want to like boil it down to that. No, no, but no. like the worship of authority seems to be a pretty totally big extreme. But what I see often, and this could be an overgeneralization, but I yeah. see this happening in generational cycles. Mm. And I think that right now yeah. in in the millennial and in the Gen Z moment, there is this move generationally toward an anti-authority mindset. Now, will that be just the trajectory of our generation? Maybe not. Yeah. Like maybe that, you know, as time goes on and people mature and get perspective yeah. that things yeah. shift. But I feel like for whatever, like you're saying, the people that worship authority are often those of older generations, the people Mm. that have gone before us. So it's not necessarily saying this is going to just be it forever, but this is our moment. And I think young people largely are feeling that push against. Like, I don't don't think of the 13-year-old TikTok sensation being Mm. like, stand for authority, (laughs) like be for big government, (laughs) right? Like you don't... You don't get that. <laughs> you don't get that at all, right? And it's funny because it's yes. true. And <laughs> when we talk about all of these systems and authorities, uh, yeah, generationally, there's something to say there. They're like, whoa, we need to... <laughs> I actually just did the whoa. Uh, whoa, we need to obey. Um, <laughs> the, no I think TikToker ever. Bro, none. Uh, I think you... Yeah, I think you're nailing it. Like, I think there is this cyclical reality. I think young people tend to just have like a more like, we're just going to challenge authority, which I think has so much good in it. And I think older folks are like, no, 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 like there need there needs to be a submission to authority, which I think has so much good in it too. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, we're the baby boom. I might be mixing up my generations, but we're the baby boomers, the hippies of the 60s? Some of them. Some of them? Like they were rebelling against those. What was it? The uh, the uh, the hidden generation or something like that? You know what I'm talking about? They yeah. parents. Like yeah. it just has gone. 
Gen yeah. X was doing that with baby boomers, and Gen Y is doing that with Gen X and baby boomers, and totally. Gen Z will do that with us. Like, right. and then my son is Generation Alpha. He's dang sure gonna rebel against me. I already know it. Like, <laughs> I see it at home every day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, all that to say, uh, like, I think it leads to the next question: Do you agree with the statement? Like, everybody's looking for freedom, yeah. right? So do you agree with the statement, true freedom is found under good authority? Why or why not? Let's see. True freedom is found under good authority. How yeah. would you even define true freedom? Let's even go there. Sorry, that's probably mm, a wrench. <laughs> I, would, I would argue true freedom as human flourishing. Okay. And that, I think that as we've been talking over these episodes, we know that human flourishing comes when we like live into who we're made to be right. in relationship, tight knit community with those around us yeah. and the God who made us. Yeah. So that's yeah. the recipe for flourishing that's good. rather than like we talked about personal freedom being your high, the highest good. Mm-hmm. So if I was to rephrase that human flourishing comes under good authority, mm-hmm. I would say yes to that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But I think we need to be careful about what authority we're chatting about. Absolutely. And the authority that we are calling people to is to come under like the loving intentional presence of the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. We're not calling them to, you know, only be like, oh, you got to be a full on like patriot that just sells your soul to the authority of the U S <laughs> government. Like that's, yeah. that's not it either. Yeah. Um, but there is something when you understand that you're coming under the good and loving authority of the God that made you, yeah. it actually gives you the kind of freedom to exist in the world where any form of government or authority over you mm-hmm. actually dwarfs in comparison to the God who is like actually our ultimate authority. So it it frees you up from being like sucked in to one system and one way of doing things because we know that our authority transcends all of that. You know Mm. what I mean? Like Jesus, when he was going to the cross and Pilate is, is questioning him and he says like, where is your kingdom? You said that you're the king of the Jews. Like, where is your kingdom? And Jesus says, like, my my kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. All authority that you have mm. has been given to you by my heavenly father. Bruh. And he's about to go and be executed by the most powerful military government that the world had ever seen. Yeah. And yet he says, I mm. have a higher authority uh-huh. and I'm going to come under that. So it gives Jesus this freedom that's like, dude, you could take my life. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it because I live under something greater. So I would just say that true freedom and human flourishing comes under authority, but the authority that we follow is the the God as described in the scriptures and the God who created the universe rather than any human system. So Drop yes, the mic. But, yes, but with a caveat. Yes, you know what I yes. mean? Drop yeah. the mic, bro. Drop, Drop the, the mic. mic. It's, <laughs> it's like even going back. Let's go back to Theology 101. Cool. Real quick. Um, when they're in the garden, they are set up for human flourishing right. by the creator. Right. Saying, okay, listen, you can follow my way to life, which will lead to the eating of the tree of life, which is eternal. Or you can go about this the way that you want to, which will lead to your demise. Right. Choose. Mm. I really think if you follow my way, it'll be flourishing that you will attain. Yeah. And what do they do? Keep in mind, like God says, yo, you can eat of everything in this garden. Just don't eat of this tree. You are, we're looking at like, that's our story. 
Mm. Right? Like, we are Adam and Eve. Yeah. Right? Like, we're... There's so much that we can attain and grasp, but the one thing that we go, ah, there's the limitation. What is it about that limitation that God doesn't want me to know? Mm. I need to know. And it's just like, no. The best... We are absolute... Okay, let's just... Let's take that from theolo- yeah. Theology 101 to Praxis 101. Yep. My mom, right? Imagine me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Little eight-year-old Hakeem. I was, I was tall, but not as tall as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom was really my ultimate authority yeah. in my life. She determined what mm-hmm. we were going to eat, where we were going to live, what clothes would I wear, all yeah. of that stuff, right? And... I had to submit to that. It was for my flourishing. While she's responsible for me, I'm free to just be a kid. Mm. She is the one, and she she was a great authority, like Mm. a great authority in my life. And while she's the one going, I'm going to make sure our lights are on, and I'm going to make sure we got water, I'm going to make sure we got food, I'm over here worrying about, is my Xbox going to turn on? (laughs) (laughs) Can I go outside and play football? Or... Can I go to the corner store to go buy some pizza? Like, that's right. that was my biggest concerns. <laughs> I'm free to just be eight. Yeah. How much greater is the authority of Jesus hmm. where he's responsible for our redemption, for our, and his spirit's responsible for our sanctification? Yeah. Like he's the, making us new? Yes. The father's responsible for our call hmm. to come home? He's giving us a mission. Like, the, the God is, is, is responsible hmm. to make sure that his children will be okay. And what are we free to do? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. That doesn't mean that it's easy. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, all smooth, but we are free. That's right. And and freedom doesn't mean you're exempt from limitations. Mm. You need those. You need those boundaries. Right. We saw what happened. Mm -hmm. Totally. (laughs) So, yeah. And I think that what I want to call a next generation into, instead of wasting our energy in rebellion against authority, what if you actually took all of that angst that you feel about systems or, or generations that aren't doing things or aren't standing for the poor, the marginalized, and they aren't representing the things that you want to see happen in the world. What if you took all of that angst and that energy and instead of ra- like railing against the machine, shouting into the void, all of the anger and the hatred and the bitterness, what if you turned that energy into potential to co-create with God? Mm-hmm. Like what if what if you took the time that it spent you to go off, like your Twitter thumbs are just going nuts. What if you took that energy <laughs> yeah. of just spewing hatred and vile into the internet, mm-hmm. rather go and love someone who you're angry isn't getting loved by that system? Yeah. What if you were to actually like spend your money and spend your time doing things that you're going to ask the spirit of God, where are the places of hurt? Where are the injustices I see in my world? Because it is too easy. It is too easy to just tweet something out, post something, send five bucks to a Kickstarter. It is too easy to do that. And I think that God is actually calling this generation to, to step up and to step deeper Mm -hmm. and don't put your energy into things that will not return with with any, anything from it. God wants to do stuff through you. 
So if you spend your time wasting, railing against authority, you're going to just end up wasting your life. But you know what? The best way to be a part of creating a new system is to co-create with God. Mm. We're not saying don't create new systems. Create a new system. But do it co-creating with the presence of God. Come on. Y'all, we we have loved chopping it up this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Our little bro Tom is about to cap this season off. (laughs) And uh, we just want to thank you for tuning in. Seriously, it's been an enjoyable ride. We hope that you have enjoyed too as we are pursue becoming a reconstructed people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we want to end this season kind of in the same fashion that we started it, remembering that it was by the prophecy of Ezekiel that new life was brought into the dry bones in the valley. And during this season, we've worked through parts of our culture that are heavy. We've talked yeah. about concepts that are difficult to receive. Like even for us in this room, like we're not coming at this like oh yeah we've mastered these things <laughs> not at all and like mm-hmm. and this is how you got to do them because like we know the truth <laughs> we're more like we've been hurt by this we've done this wrong and we just want something more yeah. and we think that and we've found that through Jesus like there is more on offer um Yeah, so we want to convey these messages with love and grace and sensitivity, um, not with judgment or condemnation or anything like that. Um, Yeah, and we we just want to cap this, like, reminding you of that prophetic vision that we have, that hope that has kind of been stirring in all of our hearts um, for you and for this new generation. We believe that God is raising up a new generation of those who follow Him, and we call that generation the Reconstructed. The Reconstructed are those who are tired of tearing things down. They're determined not to live lives of mediocrity and compromise, but to pursue life to the full. The reconstructed are those who see behind the lies of the digital world, enabling them to live fully present to the moment, not craving likes and comments, but living with a deep desire for real conversation and embodied community. The reconstructed will follow the spirit and commit to a people to a place and to a purpose. To this generation, personal comfort is not a prerequisite to sacrificial love. They will take ownership of their transformation and seek to bring the kingdom of God here and now. The reconstructed are those that acknowledge the wisdom of the past in order to interpret the future, taking the angst that has accumulated from a poor vision for authority and turning it into energy to co-create with God. And that's our prayer for you. That's our word for you guys. We love you in grace and peace. Thanks so much for checking out this week's episode of Reconstruct. As you know, we're a brand new podcast and would love your help in connecting people to these conversations. There are two really simple ways that you can do that. One is through rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen to it. And the second would be sharing this on social media or even just word of mouth to a friend or maybe someone in your circle that would connect with this content and what we're up to. So much love. See you next time.